Um, and I think we're recording. We're good to go. Um, so, hi. Welcome, Angela. Angela Zhu, uh, to the first episode of Louis Consulting Club's podcast called The 15-Minute Podcast. So, for people who aren't aware of Angela Zhu, um, Angela Zhu is a consultant. She works as a business strategy analyst for Jackman. Uh, she joined Jackman 11 months ago in March of 2021. Before that, she was a consultant uh, working in the retail strategy and operations department for Deloitte. And prior to that, she worked as a market strategy and planning uh, um, intern in Procter & Gamble for about 12 months. Um, so welcome, Angela. Uh, how does it feel to be the first guest of the LCC podcast? Crazy. Um, I love podcasts. I actually listen to podcasts all the time. So this is very exciting. I'm honored. And um, yeah, it was cool to have somebody introduce me like that. So thanks. <laughs> no problem. Um, so I guess uh, we'll just start to it and we'll just get to the point. Um, so if I would have to ask you about your background, uh, aside from what I had already told the guests or the audience, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your journey uh, from school to now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you covered a lot of it there. I would say in school, um, I guess I didn't really have an understanding of what consulting was when I first joined. Um, I feel like not a lot of people do. Um, it's a very like broad and interesting industry. I feel like there you can get into a lot of specifics there, but I actually joined LCC in first year and that's when I was first exposed to consulting. And um, I was really interested in the fact that, you know, it's like problem solving, you get to work really collaboratively with people. Um, and then you also get to switch from project to project and you get to learn a lot um, in a very short amount of time. So those are all things that appeal to me. So from there, um, I did my first co-op at KPMG um, in their advisory group as well. And uh, that helped me realize that, yes, I think this was the direction for me. And then I just wanted to get a little bit more specific on like what exactly about consulting and like what industries in particular were most interesting to me. And from there, I joined JDC. And then I also did my internships at Procter & Gamble. And that really helped me hone in on what exactly I was interested in, which finally led me to Deloitte and then Jackman. So. Gotcha. <laughs> so basically, all the experiences that um, that summed it up for you, like the co-op experiences, the internships after your co-op, all of that basically summed it up to what you really liked. And yeah. that kind of led you to what you, where you are now at Jackman, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So that brings me to my uh, next question, which is, uh, what was your perspective on consultancy from when you were in university in comparison to now? Because my comparison of digital, like my idea or perspective on digital marketing was completely different when I first entered my co-op and then coming okay. out of my third co-op, very different. Yeah, yeah. It's very different to learn about something and then also to actually experience it. So totally feel you there. Um, I think... I feel like I had a relatively okay understanding of what consulting was, maybe just rose-colored glasses, because it's really easy, especially as a student, to be really amped and like excited about um, future career opportunities um, and just either not know of because you haven't lived through it or um, not as aware of um, some of the pitfalls. Um, not saying that don't join consulting, just saying that there are also um, like challenges uh, that come with the industry and that come with any job. I think that is what I wasn't as aware of, um, like work-life balance or just um, how like intense it can be or like the waves that you have to go up and down with, with workload, um, depending on the project, depending on like time of year and stuff like that. So I think my understanding was relatively accurate, just uh, having lived the experience, you're just aware of more of the nuances. 
And for someone who wouldn't be aware of the nuances, and uh, so what advice would you have for that person or who, that person who's going into consultancy and uh, finds out that it's not really for him or her? Yeah, I think that's totally normal and very much okay. What I will say is, and the reason why I joined or was interested in consulting in the first place is that it feels like almost um, an MBA program of sorts, like you're learning after school in a very accelerated way. So if it's not for you, that's totally fine. Um, I would just, I mean, you can start looking as soon as possible for whatever is interesting to you. But what I do enjoy is that because the projects are so different from project to project, you do get exposed to different industries, um, different ways of working and even different clients. So the exposure is a lot more, which helps you, it helps you get to that decision making point of what you do or what you don't like and what industries appeal to you and what don't. So I would say maybe stick it out for however long you would like to, and then um, use that knowledge that you've gained over time to help you make a better decision to your next point. Yeah, that's that's a really nice way of putting into it. And then I guess like you also go into consultancy and if you don't, if you don't really find a fit to it because of the number of industries that you work with, you kind of like network with a lot of people and you get to know a lot of people. So like my next question was, um, do you have tips on how to network effectively? And is there a topic you wish someone would ask you about when it came to when it came to networking? Yeah, networking is super awkward or I've always found it to be because it feels very transactional. Um, students obviously want a job <laughs> and then people there either want to recruit or are there because it's good exposure for their company. So I've never liked how transactional can feel. So I guess my biggest tip would just be to try and forget about the transaction or the networking piece and just more so focusing on building a relationship. If you vibe with that person, then just treat them as a mentor or even a friend. And I think that way you'll have deeper conversations and it'll just be like a, it'll just be a deeper relationship where that person will be more excited to help you um, and more invested in your career path versus just like, a, oh, I'll send you to this hiring post and then we can go from there. So I think that would be my biggest tip. So yeah, shake off the nerves and try and make a friend instead of um, I guess, asking the classic networky questions. Okay. Um, and then do you, how would you compare working at KPMG? Because you mentioned you, you worked in KPMG as well as Deloitte. So how would you compare working at KPMG to working at Deloitte, right? And which one do you like better? I know it's a, it's a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's actually, I'm probably not going to give you as spicy of an answer that you want, but um, I would say it was very two very different experiences. Um, first of all, one being co-op and my first co-op. So I was very fresh, I probably had little to no skills. And then a Deloitte full-time after three co-ops. Um, it was also, one was a specific um, infrastructure, global infrastructure advisory group. So that was something, again, that I had very little expertise in. So, and also personally, just not as much of an interest area. So I would say that I definitely aligned more to Deloitte because it was retail, because it was consumer facing, because those are all of my interest areas. And I could have only come to that decision after having experienced KPMG and all of my other co-ops. Um, so yeah, I would say I definitely enjoyed the type of work that I was doing at Deloitte more, but KPMG was really important for me to at least gain an understanding of whether or not consulting was for me in the first place. 
so no preference. But. So for the so for the audience listening, it's uh, it's definitely Deloitte. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and then love everybody, love everybody, get opportunities <laughs> from everywhere. Um, and then I guess like now that you're working in Jackman, what made you transition into Jackman from from Deloitte? Because I assume that would have been a very a very bold move or a very intrinsic move. Yeah, it was it was bold for me because I, I think coming out of school, I was thinking at least put in like one to two years minimum um, and then reevaluate and go from there. Um, I wasn't expecting to jump so quickly. I think I jumped at the eight month mark. Um, so definitely that wasn't the plan. The reason why I ended up moving, first of all, I was reached out to. So that shows the value of your network. Um, and the reason why I was interested in Jackman is because the type of work that they're doing is a lot more, to me, it was innovative. It was very consumer focused. So there was a lot of even marketing and marketing strategy, um, emphasis behind that type of work. And that's the type of work that I did, um, at JDC, cause I was a marketing delegate and the stuff that I was doing at PNG. So those are all the things that were really interesting to me, um, so it was one, the type of work, it was more interesting versus at Deloitte, it was very like transformational, like maybe implementation, some tech, um, that kind of stuff, which was super valuable. But I think I wanted to transition more into like marketing strategy, retail strategy. So that was one reason why. And then second, I think because of COVID, I started at the beginning of COVID and I mean, it's still, uh, still COVID. <laughs> So I think COVID in itself helped me reevaluate my personal values. And I was looking for somewhere um, just where you could uh, bring a little bit more of yourself to work and um, just like a better cultural fit. And maybe that was something that I wouldn't have considered as much prior to uh, the pandemic, but um, I, it was something that I really valued uh, during slash afterwards. So for those two reasons, that was really what propelled the early exit. And then, and then the fact that there are a lot of people are now like, now, like they're preferring remote work, um, yeah. rather than not going to the office at all. So that's also, I think is another like big cultural shift. Um, yeah. now this is a hard question, harder than Deloitte versus KPMG, <laughs> but do you have any intentions to transition away from consultancy? And if not, what makes you stay? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I would say at the moment, no, but I think that type of question is something to reevaluate every, I don't know, six months to a year. For example, um, like I said before, I was most likely planning on leaving Deloitte around the two or three year mark um, and exiting into industry. Um, but that, that was my stance before I started the job. But having worked in consulting and now having transitioned to Boston, I feel like I still have a lot to learn. Um, and there are still like a lot of clients and type of work that I would like to try um, before, I guess, finalizing my decision on um, which industry to go to or if I should stay. So I, I think TBD on that. Um, yeah, for now, TBD. Always choosing the safe answers is the best option, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the reasons why I went into consulting because mm -hmm. you don't need to narrow down on a particular industry or field quite yet and then you can kind of try your hand at a lot of different things which really appealed to me right and um and i think i think this topic the next topic that uh i'll be asking you about is something that not a lot of people have put into uh put into place when it came to the consulting industry or the consulting world 
Mm-hmm. Um, but in other industries, it has gone mainstream. Um, and that's like gender discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, and my question to you is like, how impact impactful is gender discrimination in the consulting field? And have you experienced any or witnessed uh, someone experience it? Yeah, I personally have not. Um, I would say, at least just thinking right now, there's um, like a 60-40 or like 70-30 male-female partner ratio. That's completely off the top of my head. So don't quote me on that, um, at least at Jocelyn and Deloitte from what I've experienced. So I would say like no discrimination. I have noticed like personally for myself, um, I have tendencies to act in certain ways like, uh, I don't know, just being unsure of my decision-making or, um, I don't know, just having a lot of questions that could be more associated with one gender versus another. Like, um, you you hear of men applying to jobs that potentially they're not qualified for or not as qualified for, and then females, like, overthinking it, but that's just a gender uh, generalization. So I would say there are certain attributes that I have that I'm actively working on to try and be like a little bit more assertive to come with my opinion on certain things kind of stake in the ground um but I have not experienced any discrimination so far (laughs) got got it um and that's I think the most beautiful part about like gender which is like you have these different different types of thinking come associated with the gender that you're that you're born with and then that some people either play to the strengths or some people play to the weaknesses i think i think what you like said really identifies and really glorifies that part so thank you for that answer mm-hmm. um and then again i think uh, this is an interesting one which is what skills have helped you uh to succeed uh to where you are right now and do you wish that there is something you were better at Great question. <laughs> Lots of things that I want to be better at. Um, my, my team is really well, really well put, like has really well put together the script. Yeah, these uh, questions are so. great. <laughs> um, I would say, so the two most valuable things I, or experiences from school would have been JDC for sure. Um, and then also just the co-ops in general, um, because a JDC does a really good job at First of all, getting you in front, presenting every single week um, and only having three hours to prep. So you don't exactly have a script and have it memorized. So um, presentation skills and facilitation skills are definitely a key thing learned from there. And then also, of course, analysis and research that you learn all throughout school. But um, those are really important skills, desktop research, um, even interviewing people qualitatively speaking. So what you're doing now is good practice uh, for consulting too. Um, those are all things that I think are really crucial as an analyst or a consultant. And those are things that I picked up from school. And then, of course, like more hard skills like PowerPoint making and Excel and even like data visualization tools, depending on what type of consulting you're in. Um, super key. I can't get away from deck making <laughs> for any kind of consulting job. And I think just any job in general nowadays. So um yeah, getting good at making PowerPoints is also really important. I would say my biggest pitfalls would probably be financial analysis. Um, never was into finance, not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> so that's something that I'm always trying to work on. And that is also why I gravitate towards marketing and marketing strategy. 
Gotcha. Two plus two is five for anybody who knows, who wants to. Yeah. <laughs> <Not feeling>. <laughs> <laughs> and then that falls on to, I guess, what advice uh, would you give someone who wants to pursue like a similar career path as you? So going into KPMG, then choosing Deloitte over KPMG, and then finally <laughs> going to Jackman. So, so if someone were to follow that trajectory or <laughs> just in general. <laughs> um, I would say, um, I guess the most value that I got from school was just participating in a lot of extracurriculars and um, choosing really good co-op programs or um, co-op uh, organizations because that's where you learn the most. I would say I definitely learned more from those two things than the textbooks that I read or didn't read. So um, I would say get involved, um, network all throughout school. It'll be super important and just be aware of like all these recruiting timelines and stuff like that. Just get ahead of it so that you put yourself in the best position, do as much research as possible. Um, and then hopefully you can make as good of a decision coming out. But I would also say like no pressure because we're also super young and nobody's supposed to have it figured out right away and nobody really does and um I find the transition out of school to be a little bit challenging because for the first time you're like oh like I don't have a prescribed path like what does this mean so give yourself some slack and if you don't land like the dream job or if you're not like super happy and fulfilled right away then that's okay and like you can just keep um narrowing down to what you think is best for you and then hop around and then see if you can find something that works a little bit better um we still have the rest of our lives for this stuff so that would be the general advice. And another thing is like people think um, people think when they're like 30, they figure it out or when they're 40. And like the people that I've worked with who are like above 30, they even question like whether their career path is like the right path that they've chosen, even though they've yeah. put 10, 10, 15 years into it. Yeah. So and then you're and if we're just coming out of university or even we're just like doing the first, second, third job mm -hmm. uh, and we're like in under 25, I think it's still way, we're way younger than we actually yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, you can yeah. make a change at any point. And then the last question is, mm -hmm. uh, are there any future projects or goals that you're looking forward to? Um, big questions. <laughs> I would say um, I just really want to learn more, own more work streams, um, get really a lot better at facilitating, uh, managing relationships with clients, that kind of thing. I want to step up in my role more before I would even think about leaving um that's like on a career front um and yeah other than that just keep doing me try and travel some more hope COVID ends nothing nothing exciting too exciting to report well thank you so much Angela I'd have to disagree everything is exciting for <laughs> you um, um I, I hope that Jackman gives you what you're looking for and I hope that all of the objectives and goals that you have set in for the next five years you know you you accomplish so with that was the end to the first episode of the 15 minute podcast uh with uh lcc co-host or lcc host uh Roman. and with my guest one more time angela ju so please go and follow her on linkedin if you feel like she's a good connect and you can see this multiple platforms you can find this in linkedin in our lcc linkedin page you can find this on our lcc instagram page and much more to come thank you so much Angela. it's a pleasure coming meeting you Thanks, you too.